Today in business from Wired. The Science of Scaling, hosted by Mark Roberge, is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. Each week, Mark Roberge, founding CRO at HubSpot CRO, senior lecturer at Harvard Business School and co-founder of Stage 2 Capital, sits down with the most successful sales leaders in tech to learn the secrets, strategies, and tactics to scaling your company's growth. I like the episode with the founder of Aircall on how to go from handling your own sales to scaling a sales team. It has great advice for entrepreneurs. Listen to The Science of Scaling wherever you get your podcasts. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Today in Business from Wired. Support for this podcast and the following message comes from TD Ameritrade. TD Ameritrade's a learning experience is curated from their vast library of exclusive content and customizes to fit your investing goals and interests. Get started at tdameritrade.com education. With $200 million, Uber and Lyft write their own labor law. Following a well-funded campaign, California voters approved Proposition 22, allowing gig economy companies to keep treating workers as independent contractors. By Arian Marshall. Uber, Lyft, DoorDash, and California's other gig companies emerged victorious Tuesday night as voters endorsed a ballot measure that allows them to continue to treat hundreds of thousands of workers as independent contractors. 58% of the state's voters approved Proposition 22, which repudiated a recent state labor law that would have required the companies to hire their drivers and delivery people as employees and pay them traditional benefits, including health care, sick pay, and workers' compensation. With a $200 million campaign, the companies pulled off what once seemed unlikely, reversing the work of state lawmakers and courts, which had sided against Uber and its peers. Any Californian with eyes, ears, a cell phone number, or working television likely heard from those pushing Prop 22. The campaign, the most expensive in California history, flooded airwaves with ads and mailboxes with Pro 22 mailers. Supporters texted voters with frequency and vim. The companies filled their own apps with campaign-related messaging, prompting a group of Uber drivers to sue the company for coercing them into voting yes on the measure. A state court judge dismissed the case. The urgency made sense. The gig companies believed that treating their workers as employees would disrupt the disruptors, driving their already precarious business models over the brink. One Barclays analysis estimated that shifting Uber and Lyft drivers to employee status in California would cost the companies hundreds of millions of dollars annually. The companies had threatened to leave California, or at least temporarily shut down service in the state, if they had lost. Now, gig workers' independent contractor status in California is near irreversible. The ballot measure can only be changed by a 7 eighths majority of the state legislature. Uber shares rose by 14% Wednesday and Lyft shares by 12%. The gig companies, which made their names by exploiting legal loopholes and gray areas, have found another way to win. California is, in some sense, a bellwether for the gig economy, says Benjamin Sachs, a professor of labor and industry in Harvard Law School. 
The company's willingness to spend big in the state, he says, proves how important the labor fight is to them and how much they have to lose. I'm very concerned about what the Proposition 22 win portends for the future of work in our country, says Shannon Liz Reardon, an attorney who has sued gig companies for labor-related issues in California and elsewhere. They were able to change the law in a way that suited them and allows them to save labor costs at the expense of working people in this country. The California results likely will embolden the gig economy companies to mount similar campaigns in other states and cities where their business model is at risk. In a statement, Lyft spokesperson C.J. Macklin called the ballot measure a groundbreaking step toward the creation of a third way, a reference to workers who aren't quite employees and aren't quite independent contractors either. Uber CEO Dara Khosrowshahi advocated for a third way in a New York Times op-ed published in August and successfully lobbied the White House earlier this year to include gig workers in coronavirus relief funds. Proposition 22's third way does not qualify gig workers for traditional benefits like sick pay, unemployment insurance, or paid family leave, but it will provide a new health care subsidy for those who work a certain number of hours, some accident insurance and workers' compensation, and 120% of the minimum wage for the time they spend completing tasks for the companies. That doesn't include the time workers spend signed in and waiting for a job, which, for Uber drivers, can account for more than 30% of the miles they drive while signed on to work. At the federal level, Congress could enact some kind of third-way law or mandate a stricter independent contractor test. The U.S. Labor Department could also play a role in determining who gets treated as an independent contractor and who as an employee. The Trump administration signaled last month that it's considering more employer-friendly classification rules. Labor advocates say that reordering the country's labor regime may prove a slippery slope. Companies are more likely to downgrade employees to quasi-independent contractor status than upgrade independent contractors, says Sachs, the law professor. That would make it harder for American workers to access benefits and protections. My hope is what happened in California yesterday is a real wake-up call, says Liz Riordan, the attorney. Other states appear to be gearing up for their own fights over gig workers. Massachusetts sued Uber and Lyft in July, alleging the companies are breaking the law by not treating their drivers as employees there. At least four other states use the ABC test to determine whether workers are contractors or employees, which California adopted this year but will now no longer apply to gig workers. According to the test, workers are only independent contractors if they're not under direct control of the company they work for, performing work outside the usual course of the company's business and performing the same kind of work for other companies. Labor advocates are trying to stay optimistic, despite Tuesday's loss. Organizing gig workers has always posed a challenge. Workers churn in and out of gig work and don't share a common workplace. One recent study of Washington, D.C. Uber drivers found that a third don't know any other current or former Uber drivers. Katie Wells, an author of that study and a Georgetown University geographer who studies the lives of Uber drivers, says Prop 22 is evidence that the gig worker organizers have made great strides in the last few years. The fact that these companies had to spend $200 million to defeat a law, that says something, she says. Like what you learned? Subscribe everywhere you listen to podcasts and get more business news at wired.com slash business. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. 
Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.